back, ladies and gentlemen. This is the next episode of Arise Anime Podcast. I am your host, as always, Jerry. It is my pleasure to be here. And it is my pleasure to talk about the things in the anime world that make me go, huh? Or that make me go, yes. Or that make me go, what the hell did I watch today? I thought I'd start first on something from last week that I feel I did not elaborate enough on and should have been discussed further. So, because of that, I felt that we should begin there today. And that was my comment on the character of Ichigo being better overall than the character of Naruto. I thought, why not start there this time? Why not, you know, make that the point of contention for this week's podcast, well, or make that the starting point of this week's podcast, here's what I'm trying to say with that, and I'm not backtracking at all, I'm actually going to double down, I think Ichigo as a character is more developed and better portrayed than Naruto was as a character, especially if you take into consideration the parts that they're playing, I think Shupiden is a great character development for Naruto, but I think a lot of his story is very slow and very sluggish and doesn't really, isn't really that great in comparison to Ichigo's. I thought Ichigo's story was more entertaining. I also have to state from the beginning that I love Ichigo. I think he's he's literally my favorite character to watch and my favorite anime is Bleach. So I do find myself more inclined to watch that than I do Naruto. And I think it also helps that Bleach was probably set up for a little bit older dynamic from the beginning than Naruto was. So having that being an older in, you know, my early 20s when I started both animes, I think that puts me in a different mindset for what these two animes meant to me and where they were held in regards for me. So, you know, that's that. And that's where it lands. And, you know, I just think Bleach and Ichigo... I just think Ichigo was better as a character overall. I thought he had a lot of, you know, dependencies on how his character was written, but I thought he was just more well-rounded and better acknowledged who he was than Naruto did for a long time. Now, getting back to regular anime forecasting, anime conversations, I thought we would have some interesting one with some news that came out. For all of you who do watch Tower of God, Season 2 is on the way. Crunchyroll decided to release a beautiful little vignette that showed images of Season 1 and telling us that Season 2 is coming. I thought that was very smart, it was very well done, and I enjoyed and will enjoy when season two comes, but there is no other information, so there's not really much to talk about it. But I do want to have a conversation about Crunchyroll as a whole because of the fact that it had that merger with Funimation, and honestly, I'm wondering where all this is going and what it's going to do. Because as much as I enjoy sub, it's hard to watch that with my son as he begins to develop the ability to go between reading dialogue and watching the anime. 
that all of us who do not know the language have to go through when we're first getting used to that kind of thing. So I watch a lot of the animes in dub and Crunchyroll does not have as many dubbed versions of things as I would enjoy or would like. I wonder when that's going to be fully fixed. And since a lot of the animes are fully dubbed, when they will release those dubbings for all of us to enjoy. But beyond that, I think my anime fandom is weirdly positioned for this next year. As I told you in the previous one, my excitement is coming 100% from solo leveling being made into an anime. My fear on what they will do to it is still there, but that's where a lot of my anime thoughts are, you know, holding themselves and making themselves fully in the, oh my god, when is it coming? I'm also excited for the Dragon Ball Z stuff and, and Bleach coming back and all of that, and, you know, I thought... This will be the way to bring myself fully back into the anime mind frame and just talk about those things and enjoy what's to come next and just talk about anime as an overall. Look, I thought at the beginning when I started this podcast that this would be more, oh, let's have conversations about all the animes and where they were and where you were and what you did and how you felt. And I still want to do that, but I also want to hold more integral conversations on what it means to be an anime fan now and to have been an anime fan back in the day and a lot of the manipulation that's being taken from the fact that anime is as popular as it is now and how it's being sold to us and used all over the place because I think the conversation just being about anime and enjoying anime is good it's a nice one to have but it's one that everybody's having everywhere Let's have a little bit more of a developed conversation on what's out there and what you're seeing and what's going on and what is happening in the anime universe as a whole. Because the anime universe isn't just the anime we watch days in and day out. It's a perspective of everything that has changed and the enjoyment that has come from anime. Because, let's be honest, I am 37. So, being 37... I was, you know, 11, 12, 13 when Toonami was popular and it wasn't that popular for people to watch it. And I see a ton of kids now who have a fixation with different animes and different styles and their love of it is so much greater. And there's such such a higher generation of people that watch these things simply because their parents used to watch them and their parents have shown these things to them. That's what I've done with my son. That's what I've tried to continue to instill in him. And that's what, you know, I love about all of this, that I can share this with him as well as so many other things that I enjoy. But if you look at what's happening with how anime is being sold and portrayed and how it's being taken and moved and manipulated into other segments of entertainment, it's kind of quite funny. Because it's still not given the same level of respect that you would think by this point after 20 years, 25 years of just continuous evolving enjoyment from it, that we would reach a different point where people are not as 
I'm going to look down at you because you watch it. Like, you would think we would have reached that segment where it's like, no, this is a viable part of the world to enjoy. And I think a lot of the negativity of why people view it and view the people who, who entertain it as, you know, nerds or whatever we're called nowadays is, is because of the cartoon aspect and they relate it to cartoons, especially in the United States. I think the U.S. has a much bigger belief that anime is cartoon and cartoon is for kids and that's it. Even though a lot of it is not. A lot of the portrayals are not. A lot of the styles are not. A lot of the fights are not. A lot of this that we have grown up enjoying is not meant just for children. Some of it is. Some of it is almost isn't. And then a lot of it is not. Like, when we say we watch something for the story, we're literally watching something for the story, even though you see a big-boobed anime girl jumping around. There's a lot of the story that is involved as to what we're enjoying. We just have those moments of, you know, of the animator selling to the fans, like giving them these moments where, oh my god, you saw this thing. But those are the parts that are taken and sold to the rest of the, you know, the to the rest of the non-anime viewers as the main points of why people watch anime. And it is something that we enjoy as anime fans, but it isn't the only thing we watch it for. But because of that nature where you're giving off to a demographic of fans that enjoy that, it's been stolen into becoming now a form of just porn. I know hentai is out there, and I'm not putting the two together. I'm taking anime in and of itself that is given sexualized nature to it, and then having that taken and made into mainstream um, sexualizing of people. It is the funniest thing in the world. If you're on Twitter, at some point or another, there will be this fake girl or woman dressed up in anime and saying, oh, do you want to catch Pokemon with me? Or do you want me to be your anime girl? It's like, what? Like, <laughs> where does that come from? <laughs> it's just words to catch a group of people who are now pushing towards having a more dynamic and monetary control. Because there is a lot of anime people who love anime and truly enjoy it and cosplay and do all this stuff that have finances behind them and what they enjoy. And because of that, you're going to see a lot of other segments to try to push into it because they're seeing there's money there that they can make from it. And that's just one of those things. It's like there's so many fake toys out there now. There's so many um, fake ways of doing things. There's cosplayers who are only dressing up in certain ways to catch, catch your eye because that's the influencer thing to do now. Like, that's the catchy way to grab a segment of this group of people and take some of the money that they have open to them for them to use. And... Does that mean more that we have reached the point where anime is acceptable versus everything else? Because honestly, 
once the sexual nature of something is used to sell it in other parts of an industry, that honestly means that that has now become more of a mainstream thing. And that's what anime is now transitioning to. It is a mainstream thing. And its mainstream nature allows for it now to have um, so many duplicates and so many copies and so many other ways of doing stuff that will manipulate people into spending money in a way that just, you know, takes it out of their pocket a lot easier. And it's it's hilarious because there's so many people that are going to fall into these traps because it is a lot of their fantasies coming to life. It is a lot of the things that they love and they're thinking, oh my God, is that real being shown to them in a real way? And that to people is, it holds a lot more weight than so many other things. So, you know, my opinion about all of that is welcome to the mainstream now, anime lovers. Welcome to now being part of the regular, you know, thought process of how things will be sold to people. This is now how you get to the next part of being a regular thing on a day-to-day basis. But also with that, there comes a lot more critiquing to any level of animation or any level of anime itself or any level of cartoons now in so many ways because this is now part of what people regularly see and regularly do and are regularly looking for. Certain things now that were done to make a point are being portrayed as, oh no, that's horrible, but did you see the point of what and how it was done? There's delivery in certain things that you have to take as an overall rather than just focusing on, oh my God, that was poorly done, but why was it poorly done? There's their message in that being poorly done in that way. Is there a reason that this anime for this moment and this animation for this moment was taken and done and stretched out and moved and made to look grainy or made to have something done to it that delivers a message in a way that it hadn't previously? Because if there is, then guess what? This was done for a point. This was done to deliver something and to portray something in a strict and particular way. Like, this is this is where people sometimes get lost. Anime has a lot of different levels. There's a lot of different thought process to the way things are done. There's there's a lot of different um, different ways that it will sell itself now. And there's a lot of more in-depth nature to what anime is now rather than what it used to be with just where's the next great fight scene. There's a lot of other levels to this now. Even in the fight anime, there's depth and there's and there's understanding and there's, you know, just the overall nature of how the story is being presented is being given to us in a different way now. And the fight scenes are still awesome because it's one of the things that will never be lost out on. But there's more to this level and to this portrayal and to this stuff that we're seeing. Even the speeches that are being given now are different than the speeches that were being given back in the day. Than the way the animes were being 
you know, verbalized before. It's like everything has more depth and more understanding and more comprehension and more reasons why, while at the same time having these awesome and unbelievable fights. And there's so many great animators and there's so many great writers and there's so many great presenters of this field that it is giving off a new wave of what's to come. Like, going back, talking about season two of Tower of God. Tower of God is a very developed and very introspective and a very well thought out concept of what it means and what it's giving off and why it does things at certain moments or why it does a twist when it does like all these things are being done for a reason and you know you could say that a lot of Dragon Ball Z in the earlier days were just what's the next fight what's the next battle what's the next thing let's show this kid doing the best he could but now like just think about the speech that Vegeta gives at the end of the um, Tournament of Power. Just think about the way the characters are being given more depth. Just think about how they're fighting back and why they're fighting back and the moment and the motives that they're being given. There's just so much more developed and so much more integral into the story because the people who are making it are now making it for a different set of people who are watching it. Because... The kids who were watching back in the day have now grown up. They're adults. They're used to watching things with a little bit more depth and a little bit more understanding. So now they're expecting that from all the things that they watch and all the things that they enjoy. And that's amazing. That's unbelievable. And that's a thought to have like, yeah, I want to enjoy the best fight scene that I've ever seen in my life. And I want to enjoy the different little integral things that develop in those fight scenes and in those moments. But I also want to enjoy the simplicity of not having a fight. In a show that is all about fighting and all about the next fight, having those moments where there isn't a fight. And why isn't there a fight? What is the main character thinking? What is going on here? Where does the story now develop because of what's happened? These kind of things now being included in the way we watch anime and what we enjoy from anime... And how we enjoy the anime being portrayed. And how we now have come to understand characters. These things are awesome. And that's what's also made the critic in anime a lot higher. And a lot bigger. Because now there's something on a different level to criticize. You're not just criticizing the... You're not just criticizing the animation and what this fight did or how it did. No, you're... You're going into depth. Does this story make sense? How does this story get to the next part? Why is this so enjoyable? Why isn't this enjoyable? What do you like about this character? Where is this character going? Why is this character so cool? What is going on here? What? There's so much more on such a higher level now. And that, to me, is probably one of the coolest things about what the future of anime is. Because if you're, we're getting here now, imagine where we're going to be in 10, 15, even 20 years, the stories are going to be so much more developed. The The things that we're looking for are going to be so... You're going to be looking for something greater. And the fight scenes are just going to be 10 times more awesome, too. Like, it's just, it's just going to be bigger and better on so many other levels. And that's probably some of the coolest stuff out of anything involved 
and what we're loving nowadays. It's like, this is crazy. Crazy. So, minute. As I told you last time, we are sponsored by Enigma Pins. Enigma Pins is a cool brand of pins. They do everything from ninja to little turds to questions on questioning everything. And they're having a new release this Friday. And it is Gundam Heads pins. It is the Gundam Heads in different color combinations. There's a blue, there's orange, there's a pink and gold, purple and gold, and there's a black and white that is so cool. I cannot wait to get it. Just head over to enigmapins.bigcartel.com and get your pins today. Well, other than that little conversation about anime, I wanted to talk about one last thing. Yo, this is a great anime time that's coming up in the next couple months. There's a lot of great shows coming back. There's a lot of great shows being done. There's a lot of directions for us to go in, and I can't wait for that to continue. But for today, I'm out of here. This is the short one. I'll be back next week. There'll be more to talk about. And I think there's more to have in these conversations when it comes to the anime perspective and landscape that's out there. And I hope you guys will stick around and enjoy and maybe join in. So I'll see you next time. This has been a Rise Anime Podcast. Until next time. Peace.